What's up, guys? No pre-show today, but we have a nice show scheduled for you tonight. Tonight we're talking Last Dance, so don't go anywhere. Get everyone into the room. Send the chat, send the text, send the emails. Let everyone know we are live tonight. It's Friday. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Hello again, everyone. I am your host, Brian Sales, and this is the See Through It Podcast. As you see, we have a special guest with us, Mr. Mark Skull. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. Great to be back on the program. What is this, my <laughs> third or fourth time? This been... is, I think, third or, uh, no, fourth time, I believe. Fourth? I believe, I want to say four. Nice. Well, good four. to be back. It's, yeah. Um, it's been a, it's been a long time since we've been on here because I took that long break and um, season two ended and I, I, had, I had to move. I had to move to Virginia and now I've been able to start up season three and we, you, I got you on right when we're in the beginning, the early stages of this season. So I hope to have you on a lot more, but yeah, this, I'm, I'm so excited to get you on and, you know, be in a season three of this podcast yes. yeah man great to be back on hopefully we can have some more sports to talk about soon that is that is a big uh <laughs> a big thing right there will we get over that hurdle to have more sports uh as you see i put in the in my ticket bar at the college football saying it's going to be maybe billions of dollars if college football doesn't come back like billions they could lose up to billions of dollars if college football doesn't come back so it's the money's game right now is is how much money are they going to be willing to lose do you yeah. think they will sit the season out so if you would have asked me that a month ago i probably would have said there's no way they have a college football season in the fall that they would probably do it in the spring uh-huh. but all the stuff I've been hearing, and it's – I don't know anything. I don't think anyone knows anything right, right now, so it's just all speculation. But after hearing Brian Kelly and Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director at Notre Dame, talk, I'm, like, very optimistic that there's going to be college football in the fall. There might not be a lot of fans, but as long as there's college football at this point, I really don't care what happens. <laughs> as long as there's college football, as long as there's sort of action going on inside college football stadiums on Saturdays in the fall. I'll be happy. Uh, but my gut feeling right now, I, th- I think there's going to be, especially with some things opening back up right now, I'm feeling good. I'm yeah. feeling really good, actually. Yeah. With everything opening up, it definitely – I've I've had that little itch of, is college football, like, is it is it inching, this, itching itself back into my life? Is it is it going to be here? So I don't want to set myself up for failure and get all – and then, no. Uh, Snatch. <laughs> Snatch. Yeah, pre- prepare for the worst expect or what's it called uh, expect the worst prepare for i don't know i don't know the same but, uh, <laughs> yeah. just pre- prepare for the prepare for the worst that's yeah, what i'm doing just be ready hope, prepare just, prepare for the worst and hope for the best that's yeah, what it prepare is. for the worst hope for the best and don't 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 get too high on that roller coaster so i've been trying to be evil kill and and just hope that things play out to 
to every to, I don't because I don't want to you know you don't want the kids out there and and there's a real health issue and uncertainty so I, if we have it I want it to be clear that the season can go on and there's no issue and everyone can be can participate safely and healthy throughout the whole college football season so that's my biggest thing but before we get into all of that folks let's go ahead and run through our contact information as you see if you're watching this on youtube please subscribe to the youtube channel give it a thumbs up give it a like join the conversation there share the video share the channel you know help me get to 100 subscriptions so i can get my custom url if you'd like to donate to the show paypal.me slash see through it if not that's fine follow me on twitter at see through it one on twitter facebook.com backslash s-t-i-p-o-d-c-a-s-t follow me there like the page, get those numbers up. We hit 400, so I'm ecstatic about that. If you're on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, Brian Sales. And if you would like to collab on the show, email me, seethroughitpodcast at gmail.com. Another special thank you to Kasi and Mr. White for their support of the show. I greatly appreciate all you've been doing for the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So to the topic that we're talking about, the last dance, the last dance. I was, I was excited that they moved it up. I was happy that they moved it up because there was nothing on TV. I mean, all we heard was COVID-19 every day drilled into our heads. And I was so happy that they was able to, you know, get this pushed out sooner and then the generations of people that didn't get to see Mike play were able to, you know, live, be able to live a little bit of that through this docuseries. How did you feel about the last dance? Well, I was one of those people who never grew up with uh, Michael Jordan because I was born in 95. <laughs> and so when Jordan's hit the last shot as a bowl against the Jazz in Salt Lake City, I was two years old. So I don't remember it at all. So for me, it was great. To see all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a young one. I thought we were uh, the same age. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm 24. Old. You're 24? So, yeah, I'm 24. So I'm, I'm a young one. Uh, but yeah, it was it was awesome. And I think, too, like one point that I was making or that I just thought of recently, it's like I think a lot of people would have watched it like regardless like if like everything was normal, mm -hmm. but I think the fact that COVID-19 was going on, like really helped the show. I'm sure the people like who made the documentary are a little bit thankful that everyone's in quarantine right now, because <laughs> this was like the only thing people were looking forward to all week. I know that was the case for me. It was like, all right, how do I get through this week to get to Sunday? Honestly, that's what I was looking forward to every week. Oh, I was awesome. I mean, yeah. I thought it touched on so many things. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me as a guy who didn't grow up in that era, uh, it was just fun to see all these. I, I mean, I heard so many stories about what happened during those bulls years and those MJ years and all these stuff, but to like actually like see them behind the scenes and see them talk about Jerry Krause like that. Mm -hmm. It was, I thought it was incredible yeah. just to get inside look into a guy who's like the most ultimate competitor yeah. of all time. I thought, I thought it was awesome all around. I mean, there was, uh, I, there wasn't like an episode I didn't like. There were some that were like way better than others. Yeah, right. 
but but there wasn't one I didn't like at all. I mean, it was it was awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, we are we, I'm older, so <laughs> I was able to, I was able to see a lot of a lot of MJ. Um, it felt like he, I mean, he did he he controlled the '90s. I was born in '85, so I didn't get to really see you know the later part of the '80s, but. From seeing him from 1990, when I was able to understand what I was watching and see him retire and then come back and then retire again, it's just like, wow. Um, he he, that when I when the document came out, the the whole series came out. It just reestablished the fact that, in my mind, he's the greatest of all time. Uh, the way he trained, the way he demanded so much from play, the players around him and himself like he wasn't telling other people to do certain things that he wasn't willing to do he, he was going out there as a he wanted to make everyone better and he did it in a different way and it's crazy because my dad he doesn't like jordan <laughs> he doesn't like Wait, jordan. Not like jordan <laughs> he doesn't like jordan but he likes kobe Okay, <laughs> and it's, it's crazy because Kobe said Kobe said that if there was no Jordan, it wouldn't be no Kobe. So you, you and for a long time, I didn't like Kobe, but as he got older at, at the later part of his career, I started to understand Kobe, and I was like, okay, I and I became a a better a, a Kobe fan. But before, I didn't like Kobe because they was comparing him to Jordan so fast, like he just came into the league and. I felt like he was trying to take what Jordan had already established. And so I, I like Kobe, but I, I feel like Jordan is. He's the best. He's the best. I mean, I think if you watch that series and you came out thinking that someone was had a better basketball career than Jordan, then you need to get your eyes checked because there's no way. I mean, he's. I think a lot of this younger generation that I'm kind of a part of, they don't, they never saw Jordan. Right. So they're like, oh, LeBron is definitely the best player. But the thing that like doesn't make any sense to me is that, I mean, you mentioned Kobe, but I mean, I know the debate is like, oh, LeBron versus Jordan, LeBron mm-hmm. versus Jordan. How does LeBron pass up Kobe already? In my opinion, I mean, he's only won three rings and he's lost in the finals six times. I mean, I just don't. I don't understand how you can just pass up Kobe. I think. I mean, I, I'm a huge Kobe fan. I think he's great, and he st- stayed with one team for his entire career, um, which I, I admire. Um, and he like played through the bad time. He didn't have. He didn't have to leave to go join All Stars. Like the the good players came to him, and same thing with MJ. But it's like that's my uh, that's that's my whole kind of. Uh, a disagreement with the whole LeBron situation. But I think going back to the doc, but it was just like, I mean, to watch, to see like just how big of a competitor Jordan was, not even just on the basketball court Mm -hmm. and everything and blackjack and just whatever the game he was doing with his like security guard buddies. It was just like, it's unreal how much of a competitor that guy just didn't want to lose at anything it just reminds me of he like wanted to be the first guy off the bus he wanted to be the first guy to make this like he always wanted to win and i think you don't really see that mentality in many people in the nba and i think in the history of the nba i think you can only i don't know if you can count on uh one hand how many 
people had that mentality. Right. And I think Gordon kind of led that kind of started that like MJ mentality, mm-hmm. Air Jordan. And uh, I think honestly, like I think he could have won eight in a row if he never retired. That's, honestly, that's... I mean, I think he was that good based off of everything we've seen. The fact that he retired, came back after not being in basketball shape and then scored 55 points in the garden. Yeah. He's <laughs> like fifth game back yeah. or something like that. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that's like unreal, unheard of. And like, he was just, and like, I mean, my, my, one of my questions that I had too, is like, imagine if MJ played in the world today, like yeah. with social media, <laughs> with everything going on, like you saw how many people were surrounding him yeah, back then. Absolutely. Imagine what it would be like now. I mean, it's, it's crazy, crazy. I mean, it was so so much fun to watch, and the uh, the uh, the whole tiffs with Isaiah Thomas. That one was that was really fun to watch. Yeah. I really like the the baseball episode was my favorite one actually, and it because like the how he was playing and he kind of did that because his dad wanted him right. to do that, and I kind of just saw like you saw MJ like why he was the way he was, why he's the competitor he is, mm-hmm. and you kind of saw him as a human, and I feel like most people kind of look at him. Like as he said to Reggie Miller, as Black Jesus, as this God on Earth, yeah, it was kind of cool to see him. Like, hey, this guy is an actual human. He has feelings right. too, you know. Yeah, that, that my favorite. That's I think that would have to be one of my favorite um, ESPN Thirty for Thirties when they did the series on him about when he uh, retired and took on the baseball. Like to see him know that he wasn't good, and to see him put in the work to become a little bit better and see him continually progressing and the and the scout saying you know what if he would have stuck with it for maybe another year or two jordan could have been in major league baseball like the hard work that he put into something that he he wasn't i i guess i can't say all his heart was into that sport but he, he was the king of basketball and to see him try a whole different sport that and to compete the way he competed, I I love that whole series. The, the the him, what's it? What do they call it? Jordan rides the bus or something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I don't think I've seen that. But you've never seen the yeah. thirty for thirty. No, I haven't seen that one. But the the fact that I mean, in the doc, the last dance, I had no idea that he had started his minor league career on like a thirteen game hitting streak. Yeah. that's unreal. I mean, that's that's awesome. And the fact that he also like. I mean, you saw it in baseball. The work, it was mm-hmm. the same thing. He would go wake up. He'd be the first one in the batting cage. He'd be swinging the bat so much that he had just blisters all over his hands. And I don't right. know if you ever played baseball, but having blisters on your hands, uh, right, even right, like, yeah. a, like one blister is like terrible pain. But the fact that he kept doing it, it's like it just showed that guy, like whatever he does in life, he wanted to be the best. Yeah. And I think it's just a huge uh, lesson to follow for so many people honestly that it's just like he had the mentality to work hard so that he was the best and he obviously didn't become the best in baseball or anything close to it right but he wanted to and he worked at it and i think that's just very inspiring honestly just it was it was incredible yeah I, it, it was really good it was it was everything i thought it was going to be and i was hoping that series was going to open more the your, your generation's eyes to see you know I, and I'm, again i'm I'm not like a LeBron hater or saying that he's not a one of the greatest also or whatever because you I mean you can have 
great players in every different position. Uh, but to compare him to Jordan, like you said, they skipped Kobe, like just totally just ignored Kobe and everything Kobe did while he was in L.A. And it's just it's, it's ludicrous, but everything Michael did, I was hoping that this series would open the eyes of the other generation so they can see and be like, you know what? Jordan was pretty... It was a bad man. He he was he was an assassin. He had that killer instinct. I, now I understand why people question LeBron's. Does he have a killer instinct? You know, things those type of questions. I was hoping that that would come up, and you know, people would like not really slight LeBron, but just look at him different. Like they're not the type. They're not the same player at all. No, I mean LeBron. LeBron is great, and he's going to go down as mm-hmm. one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Like no question. But it's just. I, I think this just shows there's like a different mentality of those guys between those two guys. But like, I mean, like the fact that like MJ, like the way he would motivate himself, like the fact that LeBradford Smith for the Washington Bullets, I believe, <laughs> like I never even heard of LeBradford Smith. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. He scored more points than him in one night in Chicago. Then they go to Washington the next night. And Michael made up something that he said, like, good game, Mike, <laughs> even though he never even said that. And that just like like MJ just like he had all these ways to motivate himself. And it was just incredible to hear yeah. all these stories. And then like I'm like, I'm never going to forget the name of Bradford Smith now because yeah. it's just crazy. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard the guy before. It's just it was awesome. And the fact, too. That he was dealing with, I mean, Jerry Krause has to be one of the best general managers probably in NBA history. He did not handle that situation near the end correctly. Like they should have, in my opinion, kept trying to keep things going. Mm -hmm. Keep the, I mean, you lose, you're the champion until you lose, you know? Uh Um, But I thought he, the fact that they were dealing with a front office guy like that and Reinsdorf didn't seem like the best owner and they were still able to win and win and win and then win three more times after that. Yeah. Um, I think that just shows, I mean, MJ like played through it all. Yeah. He was amazing. Amazing. And uh, it, it was, yeah, but great, great. There were so many little uh, tidbits in that series where it's just like, oh, I didn't know this. Or like, mm-hmm. oh, this is kind of cool. Or, uh, But it was really good, really good. Yeah, I was hoping that they was going to, go a bit a little bit further maybe not really i guess not have a whole separate episode but just maybe spend 15 minutes on him coming back and playing with the wizards and and elaborating on why he decided to come back and um look at his numbers because when he was with the wizards he played the two seasons he averaged 21 points a game he shot 43 percent uh 80 from the free throw line he played 35 minutes and his PER, which, you know, the, the NBA is now running on analytics and all that, his PER was a 19.9 his last season, 19.9. And I looked at that. In the current NBA, he would be ranked 40th above Kristaps uh, Porzingis, C.J. McCollum, Devin Booker, uh, uh, uh Siakam for Toronto, he would be ranked ahead of all of those players who they said are like all stars, and that's when he was thirty nine. It's nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> it just show, I mean, I think LeBron will probably put up similar a similar PER number yeah. too at that age. Um, but I mean, it's 
he's nuts. I mean, again, that was like kind of like before my era. So I didn't really, I didn't really watch him. I didn't really get into basketball probably until like 2005, 2006. So mm. that was like, he, I missed him. I missed, I'm so bummed. Like I wish I was <laughs> 10 years older, honestly. It's, Cause it's like, it's so much, I mean, then, then it's like, oh, I wish I would have watched Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and all those guys. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's like, you got to, like not take for granted like the era you're in watching right. some of these guys like like LeBron it's going to be because like when Kobe retired I went to his like last game in San Antonio back when I was in school in Austin um and it was like you had to like go see him it's like you got to and now that he's gone it's like thank god I went to go do that you know right. it's just you never know with some of these people and then um but yeah I mean it's I I didn't I didn't I didn't, <laughs> I didn't follow the Wizards years obviously the play that really sticks out in my mind is when he like glassed the guy against the Bulls yeah. in Washington. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I know I've I've seen the highlights. It's just I really think, and I, I'm curious to know what you think about this too. If they would have tried it for another year, and maybe another year after that, if Phil Jackson wanted to come back, I think they could have won another one. Honestly, I mean, I think they were that good. I mean, it just. I know they were probably like run down a little bit, but I mean they were by far the best team I right. mean, in the league. I would have like, to if they would have came back immediately after they won what ninety the ninety eight one. Yeah, I I think they would have had to because that would have been a shortened season, right? So they wouldn't have had they wouldn't they would have gotten a break. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would have only played 50 games. So MJ Scotty would have been well rested. Uh, I don't know. I just think it, 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 it I, I think Phil Jackson wanted to be done though. I think he was just done with Jerry Krause and he just didn't want to deal with it anymore. And I think that's kind of what, what it came down to there. Yeah. But I think if there was some convincing that was done, if Reinsdorf handled the situation, well, the fact that Krause said before the season, that this is if it. Phil Jackson won 82 and 0 and won the finals, <laughs> he would still not be back. It's just like, how do you say that? And it's just like, I don't know. I didn't even like. I didn't know that Kraus said that. Yeah. And it's just like because I didn't grow up in that era, and it was like, oh my god, how how can someone be so asinine? Yeah. Honestly, it was it was nuts, but. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really watch the MJ Wizards years. I don't, I don't know too much about him, but it's like, this guy is just a competitor. Now he's saying, I'm not sure if you saw this, that he could beat anyone on the current Hornets team. That's what, yeah. Not like that's that big of an, an accomplishment, <laughs> right. but, um, I did see that. And, uh, one of the players responded on Twitter and he's like, I'm ready. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. And he said he can't do it because he doesn't, he doesn't want to take their confidence away from him. And, and. Because, I mean, that would be bad. Jordan's- I wonder, do you think he actually could? I mean, I feel like he could. I think he could. I, I feel like it'd be close. He, he might, like, lose a few games, but I feel like there would be some guys he could still beat. I think if, so the, the only way they would beat him is if he didn't get the ball first. Because I believe his mid-range shot is on point. And a lot of the players in the league now can't shoot mid-range. They have to shoot the three. And that's, that's an iffy-if thing. His mid-range shot is golden. Like, that's his shot. So if he doesn't get the ball, maybe. But if he has the ball starting, like if they, you know, they, they feeling themselves there, they're like, you, oh, you can get the ball because this is probably going to be the last time you get the ball. And Jordan's like, all right, well, <laughs> it's my ball. And that's, that's it. I, I can see him doing that because it's, he, 
his low post game, his footwork. I mean, I, I don't see him struck. I, I can definitely see him being the player, the beating those players on the Hornets. He might have a tougher time with, like, if LeBron showed up. But I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like his mid-range game is golden, and he, he would just win off that. Well, I mean, I've gone and played pickup basketball back when I was in school against guys who were, like, in their 50s, late 50s, early 60s, and they were crushing us. And, like, we were good players, too. So it's like I feel like the age doesn't really matter. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think – I mean, I think it matters to a certain extent. Like if you're playing full court the entire game, MJ probably couldn't hang. I think he's got a little bit of a, a beer belly right yeah, now. The but, cigars, uh, the, 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 yeah. the the heavy smoking. <laughs> I don't think but he would I run think, out the court. I think court. he could – like if it's like a half court check up every time, mm-hmm. maybe take it. I, I would I would put my money on MJ. I would definitely go MJ and – I. He would definitely have to immediately start trading those players away because they they wouldn't be able to live that <laughs> down. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to live that down in Charlotte, so he they would have to go. <laughs> that's that's not good for them. My favorite series while watching Jordan play in the playoffs was the Phoenix Suns. I I thought they were gonna lose that, but they won that in six because I felt like that Phoenix Phoenix Suns team was tough. Uh, they had Dan Marley. Kevin Johnson, Cedric Sabalas, Charles uh, Barkley. Uh, that team was solid. I believe Danny Ainge was on that team, if I'm not mistaken. I believe. I believe. I, I think you're correct. Danny Ainge was on that team, so that team could shoot the ball and they played defense. That was a that was a tough team, and they still they finished that in six. That was one of my favorites. Another favorite was the Pacers one when they I thought that was it when Reggie Miller was just running circles around Jordan like. <laughs> they were setting, setting perfect screens, and Jordan could not get through those things. And Reggie would just catch. Didn't even seem like that he had the ball in his hand. Just his body flailing everywhere and just dropping threes. I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is the Pacers series. And that didn't happen the way I thought it was. And then uh, I think that was the only two series that I thought the Bulls could have like lost, but when I watched them play Utah, I knew Dennis would probably try his best to get Carl Malone thrown out the game. Uh, I didn't really like the Utah Jazz uh, lineup. Uh, the Sonics were decent. I mean, they 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 was very good, very competitive in the West, but they didn't really have anyone for Jordan. I just I felt like that was the time that Charles Barkley and Reggie Miller could have been. Like that's. That was their only chance to get a championship, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. it. Well, well, I wish I wish the Bulls would have matched up with the Rockets in the finals at some point. That would have been fun to see the Dream Shake versus MJ. Uh, we never got that, of course. When MJ retired, those were the only two years the Rockets won. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I think uh, in terms of just favorite series, just with the Bulls. Because it felt like, I mean, the, the Suns series was competitive. The Pacers series was also competitive. But to see them get over the hump against the Pistons, it was like from that moment on, it was like, all right, this team is like, they, they knew they were the best. Mm-hmm. And they showed that they were the best in pretty much every single series. Um, uh, and the fact that they weren't, they left the court early and they, uh, they looked bad. It was like classic bad boys Pistons move there, right. uh, but I think I think that was probably my 
my favorite series, especially that they detailed in the uh, in the documentary, just because it was like, all right, this is that's kind of when they knew. Because when they play, when the Pistons won their two championships, I know they swept uh, one of the teams that when the the Pistons swept in the uh, team in the finals, and I can't remember what they did in the other one. They might have won in five or might have swept again. But the Bulls took them to like six or seven games, and it was like that was the that was the Bulls. They needed to get over that hump, and right. then the Seahawks get over that hump. It was like all right, that was kind of when they knew. Yeah, there was no one else. Yeah, <laughs> there was no one else, and that's uh, that that series. I Jordan did all his work, all his all that training and everything. That the whole team finally put it together and. You're right. They, I mean, from their from that first championship, they ran the East. I mean, it it was there. There was nothing they could do wrong. Um, it was a lot of talent, and but it was it it just seemed like no one could ever get close enough. They were here, and everyone else was here. So yeah, it was a lot of. I mean, because you got Patrick Ewing, the Knicks. You had the upstart of the the Hawks were coming up. The, the Pacers were finding their way. But no one could ever get to Jordan in those early 90s. And then even in the late 90s, when all the teams started getting even better, they just still had no answer for Jordan and, and the Bulls, which was amazing. Do you who, who do you feel, because I've seen a lot of comments about Scottie Pippen's mad and he felt like the, the series made him look like to be the bad guy. And who do you feel came out looking bad in this whole I mean, Kraus obviously came out looking really bad. And I think for him, the thing that stinks for him is that he's dead. He so it's be. like you never get to, got to hear his side of the story. Um, <laughs> this is kind of funny. I thought Craig Sager looked bad in that the beginning of that one episode when they he asked the question to Kraus and then Kraus walked off and they said, way to go, Craig. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, so he looked bad there, but I love Craig Sager. Rest, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, I did think Scotty looked a little bit bad um, at times, but I think he looked really good at times too. I mean, it was like kind of like a, I wouldn't say it was a 50-50, but there were times like when I was like, like the Scotty, I mean, obviously Scotty was very important to all six of the Bulls championships right. and to MJ's success. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone knows that. Right. But there were some times where it was like, MJ kind of made Scotty who he was, and Scotty wasn't the same guy when MJ wasn't there. Right. I mean, obviously he was still a good player, but the fact in that one playoff series when Phil Jackson told Tony Kukoc to take the game-winning shot, and then Scotty was so mad that he wasn't getting the game-winning shot that he just decided to sit on the bench. I thought that was a terrible look. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know how he's. I mean, he did that, so I don't know why it's <laughs> mad that, like, the documentary made him look that way because they just literally said exactly what happened. Right. I mean, they weren't fabricating anything; they weren't leaning one way or the other. They just said what had happened, and I thought that was an extremely bad look. If that ever happened, like, if I ever like, if I worked with someone who had a mentality like that, I would be like. Who is this guy? You know, it's right. like, who do you think? Who does he think he is? Like, he's not a team player. And the whole thing with the contract situation, like, I think he got completely screwed no. by that contract. Like, he, like, and the fact that Reinsdorf wouldn't 
like change his contract or give him uh, some more money, give him a pay raise. I mean, it was ridiculous. But the fact that he wouldn't play and he was being kind of like, I mean, he's just being kind of like soft about it yeah. a little bit. I mean, I, I, get, I, get, I get his perspective um, and I get why he was doing what he was doing. But it's like at the same time, you're messing up the mentality of the team and the, what could have been a – I mean, obviously they ended up winning the championship. But there could have been more problems. There was probably more problems than there could have been. Yeah. And the fact that he wanted to have a good summer so he didn't have the surgery till after his summer – it's just like, it made me think, is this guy really a team player? You know, yeah. did he really want the team to succeed or did he just want himself to look better? You know, you had to think about that a little bit. Whereas I think with MJ, I think he genuinely wanted everyone on his teams to succeed. Yeah. On his, he wanted all of his teammates to do well. I mean, he would push them hard, but he would want them to be the best that they could possibly be. And uh, I think Scotty necessarily didn't feel that way. I think he got jealous sometimes. Yeah, I and mean, I think rightfully so. But some, in some situations, but you got to be if you want to have success, you got to be uh, you got to be uh, on you got to be cheering for your teammates to do well as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I Jordan and the, the the whole Pippen thing. I feel like. First and foremost, if you didn't like the contract, you don't you don't sign the contract. If, if I mean, if you're not happy with the contract, don't sign it. Um, you know, you you bring it up and you have more meetings about it or whatever. But you sign the contract. Now it's time to go out there and play. I, I if I don't know what else can be done after you, you sign the contract, you have to play now. And all the 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 crybabying and all, whatever else that he had to put that aside. And I mean, Tony was the better shooter to even get mad at that situation. Like Tony Kukoc was the better shooter. I, I don't even know how you get upset about that. Jordan had no problems passing it out to Kerr to hit the three or, um, Paxson. Yeah. Jordan was a horrible three point shooter. They were open. He gave it to them to shoot the three. And they know that I, I don't see how Pippen gets upset. I, I would have to say he made himself. If the if all the rumors are true about him being upset about the the series making him look bad or whatever, I, I mean it has to be on him. I don't I don't see how. I mean besides Jerry Cross, which I mean again, he can't speak. So Scotty, on the other hand. Instead of being mad, like set up an interview or you know, and tell us why he feels the way he feels. Because I mean, what we saw was what we saw. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, and nothing was fabricated. That that was all the truth. <laughs> if he didn't want to, if he doesn't like the way that he uh, was portrayed, he shouldn't have acted like that back in the day. I mean, that, that's on him. So it's, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think. I mean, I can see where he could be upset, but I think they also made him look really good, especially when they showed the game six of the 98 finals when he was like an obvious pain and like was basically used as a decoy. And I think he got a lot of credit in that last episode of how good he was. And he got a lot of credit uh, when they were talking about when they drafted him and how they needed him Mm -hmm. when he was out. Like I think he got a lot of credit and I think people know 
like how instrumental he was to the Bulls' success in the 90s, to all six championships. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you can – but you, you have – I don't think he can get mad at those situations because they happened, you know? Right. Yeah, I – Jordan gave him a lot of credit in that last episode, the last two episodes. Like, he, he needed Pippen. And then he – when they when he found out that the that the Bulls were trying to trade him away for who was it Tracy McGrady? Oh, who, was it Tracy? Oh, who, whoever it was, he didn't want that trade to happen. And he could have been like, "Yeah, get him out of here." He didn't yeah. want that to happen. So I, I don't know how Pippen is so upset. Maybe it's the whole thing of being number two or being seen as you know the. The, the Robin to the almighty Batman. I, I... The thing is, people, I mean, he was the Robin to the Batman, but he was also probably a top five player in the NBA. Right. right? So, I mean, he wasn't like, people know he was really good. And mm-hmm. I think if they don't think he was that good, it's just like, like, do you really know basketball? But I think you can question his mentality at times mm-hmm. um, based off of, I mean, the coach thing, that was the perfect situation. And then, um, getting upset and not playing and because of the contract. I mean, I, I get it. I get it to a certain extent, but at some t- point you got to realize, hey, these are my teammates. They need me. Right. I'm going to go help. And he realized that, and he saw that. And the fact that he played through the, the back injury in game six in 98. People know he's a tough guy. He's a, one of the best basketball players um, of all time. I mm-hmm. mean, not like top ten or anything, but he's a really good basketball right, player. Right, yeah. Yeah, uh, people know that. People, basketball people know that. I just hope that he doesn't allow this to, you know, ruin the relationship that him and Jordan has. Like I, I've seen him on the jump many times, and he's always talking very highly of Jordan. And I, you know, when stuff like this comes out, people get in their feelings and their emotions, and things start to change. <laughs> Words become um, more, you know, become sharpening and they're throwing knives at each other so i hope that this whole series doesn't change the way pippen and jordan you know coexist because it jordan needed pippen pippen needed jordan yeah i mean we saw what happened when jordan left and pippen he couldn't quite get over that hump and when he went to portland he couldn't quite get over that hump um and i think he had a little time in want to say Houston I'm not sure yeah, but... Houston first Houston, oh, Houston then first Houston then Portland yeah. yeah okay so and he couldn't quite get over that hump so they it was the perfect fit they they needed each other and they achieved greatness so I don't when players like all the the and, and even the, the 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 players that 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 had no name they even said Jordan he was a jerk but he pushed them to the limit to get them where they needed to be no. So I, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't complain if I had six championships. No. <laughs> as long as I did my part and, and and you know I I did what I needed to do and we still achieved our goal. I have six championship rings. I'm. A I'm in the Hall of Fame. I have a fame. gold medal. I've got all this stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I've seen one of the greatest players play basketball. I, I was a part of a historic run. That was. There's nothing to complain about, um, but I guess in that moment, you know, you, egos 
egos and and wanting to be the guy wanting to be the guy so but yeah that's the last dance i was like i said i've seen a lot of it already a lot of the other stuff that i didn't know about was very interesting but i i grew up watching jordan and he will always be the greatest and then there'll be it's kobe and whoever else <laughs> whoever else but we definitely like you said we need to while we're in the era of whoever's playing appreciate what we're seeing because once they're gone they're gone we we don't yeah. get to see that no more and i found a new appreciation for lebron because he he's his own player in the things that he does and i appreciate that from him so it's very important, guys, to appreciate what you're seeing because once it's gone, and once it's off the court and that jersey's up in the Raptors, all you have is YouTube. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that's a- I mean, that's why like, I'm going to cherish like watching Zion. I think Zion Williamson's going to be the next big thing. And so yeah. like, anytime he's on TV, I'm trying to watch it because – He's amazing to watch, yes. and he just his. It's just like something I've never seen before. Honestly, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, that's you gotta you gotta cherish it while you have it. I yeah. mean, in anything in life, not mm-hmm. just with watching sports, but with anything, yeah. you gotta cherish it while it's there. Absolutely, that's another. That's very accurate. Cherish what what you have right now. Cherish these moments, even though we're all in lockdown and we can't do very much. Got to make the most. <laughs> Got to make the most of it. That's that's all we can do. So before we get out of here, do you have any parting words about maybe the upcoming? Will we have an NBA season? They're they're trying to put something together. Will we have an NBA season? I, I think we'll have NBA. I think we'll have NHL. I think we'll have MLB. I think we'll have everything. Um, I'm feeling. I'm not as confident with NHL just because I haven't been reading anything about it. Mm-hmm. But and I'm feeling I'm feeling good about I'm feeling good about everything. I've, I'm feeling I don't know why I'm in like a happier mood right now. The last couple <laughs> weeks, I'm just like everything's opening up. It's like I, I'm like very cautious with everything because right. I don't want us to go back too soon and then we don't have a football season in the fall. That would be the like worst case scenario, and then we're back even further than we were. Uh, before so that's why i'm like being like extra safe like with everything not trying to talk to or see any people right now but uh i i think we'll i think people will be happy pretty soon i think by fourth of july that's what i'm hoping for fourth of july people are gonna be that's that's the day i'm looking forward to i think that's the day we're gonna get some stuff back freedom independence <laughs> that's what i'm praying for man that's what I'm i praying. like it i like it yeah the nhl they're trying to you know they're I, I don't know if they located where they wanted to play but they're trying to push for a 2014 playoff i think that'll be very interesting i don't know if they wanting to have fans but uh having nascar come back uh was a little bit like i i i, I like that uh so you know maybe we're turning that corner and Hopefully everything can stay on that straight and narrow path because a fall without anything, that's, I don't even want to think about it. So, No. <laughs> Me either. Don't even want to think about it. So before we get out of here, let me run through the contacts. 
Uh, so if you're watching this on YouTube or Twitter or uh, Facebook, please hit the subscribe button or hit that follow button. Give me a like or a thumbs down. If you give me a thumbs down, let me know why you gave me the thumbs down and join the conversation. Help me improve the show. If you want to donate to the show, paypal.me slash see through it. Follow me on Twitter at see through it one. Also, you can, like I said, Facebook, facebook.com slash S-T-I-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Give that page a like. Let's try to get to 500. We've reached 400. Let's try to get to 500. Follow me on Instagram at Brian Sales. And if you'd like to do some shows with me, email me at seethroughitpodcast at gmail.com. Also, guys, like I said, we have the audio, Anchor FM, Anchor.FM, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, uh, Stitcher. You can catch me strictly on audio if you don't want to watch the video. So if you're driving to work, you're in the gym or whatever, you want to listen to me, you can listen to me on audio. I have the audio up. So every time I do a show, the audio will come out the following day. So Make sure you go and listen to me. Uh, listen to me on those apps again. Thank you to Kasi and Mr. White. Also, thank you to Mr. Mark School. Thank you for coming on, talking the last dance. I hope you. Uh, what would you say you have MJ? Like, where would you rank him? Number one. Number one. And I don't think it's. I don't think it's close. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So I hope more people of your generation was able to see and witness, you know, what all the old folks, I guess that would be me and you're not old, man. <laughs> not old. That would be my generation and would be able to understand why we like MJ so much because the, he was just a different, a different uh, type of basketball player. So again, folks, do you uh, go out your, your Twitter your Twitter follow up. Then you put it up here. What is my Twitter handle? Is it a smart? School? I think it's. I think it's just Mark Skull Junior underscore WNDU. There it is. So there you go. There it is. Next time I'll have all that up on the screen. But yeah, give him a follow. But um, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back. I'll be back on Wednesday with another episode, life topic. So make sure you tune in to that. We will have the chat room going. You know, letting the vibes build. So. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday for that show. Uh, again, folks, thank you for tuning in. Uh, my name is Brian Sells. This is the See Through It Podcast. That is Mark. You guys have a great night, and I'll see you guys later. <laughs>